Alright guys, so I've been, um, been going over all these, and hopefully you guys can see kind of where it's going by now, having listened to, or if, if you have listened to my previous podcasts and a couple of the bonus episodes, hoping, hopefully you can kind of see where this is going. Hopefully you can tell the, the archetypical progression that we're, we're going through here. And so... This next one here is, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. It's, the, the thing is, is these get to a point where, I mean, if the stuff wasn't already unbelievable, they become a point where they're absolutely, completely unbelievable. Um, it just sounds so crazy. I mean, they already sound crazy, of course, you know, you're, you're leaving your body, you're flying around space, you, you know, on, on the mushrooms, and so you're going through all these things, and, but the, the thing is, is what I've, what I had been doing throughout all these trips is, is I was, I was building something up, you know, I was trying to get to a certain place, I was trying to get to a certain result and everything, and it, it took, you know, a little bit of trial and error to figure out where we were going. It, it took me grounding myself and realizing where I was at when, when I was tripping and, um, and the things that facilitated the trip uh, appropriately. Uh, one of them being, you know, like the trip room, the trip ceremony, um, you know, the girlfriend being with me and me and her both making it to the, you know, the, um, the spirit realm together and feeling the same things. And so, um, you know, the loops, the loops were important because the loops, the loops adjusted the way that I thought about, about what I was trying to create, um, you know, with the with the loops, because the the concept was is that when you're caught in the loops, you feel like you're stuck there. You feel like you're stuck there forever, and so the the thought occurs to you that, oh, if I'm stuck here forever in this moment in time, this could either by be my heaven or my hell. You know, and so in the first times, you know, I was thinking it was possibly my hell, and so then I decided that what I'm going to do is I'm going to create my heaven instead that's not exactly what happened on this next trip but but here we go let's get into the next trip anyways so this was the first time that i took the um the coast the malabar coast um at five grams i had taken them like one other time before that at only 3.5 grams just to kind of like test them out because i wanted to see what they were like um so this is the time I took them at five grams. Now the girlfriend also took the Malabar Coasts and I think I only gave her, I must have only given her 2.5. That's usually what I give her. I, I very rarely do I give her more than that. I think only once or twice have I given her three grams. I think the majority of the times I end up giving her 2.5 grams. You know, she seems to be able to get to a much higher place with a lot less than I I need, I need, well, I'm a lot bigger than her as well, too, but of course, but anyways, um, so where I need, I need five grams 
to get there. She usually just needs um, 2.5 or 3 to get there, and especially with something like Malabar Coast. So the, the thing about Malabar Coasts is these, um, they're incredibly visual. They hit like a ton of bricks. Like as soon as you, as soon as you take them, within 15 minutes, uh, as long as you have an empty stomach, within 15 minutes, I mean, you're getting visual, like open-eyed visual hallucinations. Um, like it's incredibly powerful, the, the Malabar Coasts. Um, very, very strong. A lot of people talk about penis envy being um, a strain that's really, really strong. Um, based on what I've heard, now I haven't taken penis envy, but based on what I've heard, I believe Malabar Coasts might be more, might be stronger than, um, than penis envy. But who knows? Anyways. Um, so this is the first time I, or I took the five grams of the Malabar and the girl took 2.5. And in this case, we were not in the trip room. We were actually in my bedroom. And so we were sitting in the bedroom and as they came on, they came on fast and in a hurry. At first I was laying on the bed and I was starting to see the visuals. I was starting to see the colors. I was starting to see... Um, you know, patterns and stuff, the geometrical patterns and whatnot, and they were pretty good. Um, but since it hit, since the Malabars hit so hard and quick, I felt like I had to like stand up and I had to like walk around the room, kind of. Um, I believe actually I was like kind of like stumbling and falling off the bed and that kind of stuff, and um, so. At this point, in, uh, or at that point in time, I had, I had moved, I had gotten off the bed, and I was standing up in the, in the corner. A couple of things that ended up happening is I have these, I have these kind of like white, um, the kind of like white tannish colored um, curtains that block out the window. They turned into ice cream. <laughs> That's the only way I can say it. They turned into ice cream. They became super smooth, and they um, and they uh, they looked like they were melting. Like, uh, but it looked it looked very delicious. It looked like ice cream. Also, um, I have blue walls. These light baby blue walls, and they ended up becoming like super super smooth. They almost looked like uh, like still water, you know, like just really like smooth and calm and peaceful, almost like glass. But, but they didn't reflect as much as glass would have. Uh, just, and more appropriate to say it looked like still calm water or something like that. I also have a giant tapestry in my um, bedroom that hangs over my bed. And it's, it's a picture of a forest and there's a waterfall and you're looking out from behind the waterfall to look at the forest. And I was looking at that and the picture almost completely melted away um, it was just a mesh of like just greens where the trees were at and then the waterfall itself just was just this white just blur in front of it all so everything was everything was really really looking crazy um, the colors that I get on the Malabar coats are just I mean just cranked up to 11 um, I tell you guys about the tiger blanket a lot and I had the tiger blanket with me, of course, this time as well. And it has, around the tiger, there's like some green leaves and stuff like that. 
And when you're not tripping, those green leaves are kind of a dull green. They're kind of a very light, dull green, like a minty type green. And but when you're on the uh, when I'm on the Malabar coast, they the green just pops. It becomes so bright and foresty looking, and just like this dark, dark green. Um, I have uh, I have these. Um, my closet doors are these redwood doors and it's kind of they have the wood pattern throughout them and the pattern is um well it's different on each little panel there's like four panels to this door and so i was i remember looking at that and the red the color of the red is like popping out and, and coming out very very strong and the patterns were moving and it looked like the whole door was just dancing around. Like that's how strong these uh, these Malabar coasts are. And then I have a I have a dresser that's made of redwood as well. And and the red on that popped out and became just like just this bright bright colored red. Um, so the Malabars are like super super fun because like the visuals that you get on them are just just so good just so so good so bright so and, and like i said open-eyed visuals so anyways um so i'm starting to get the open-eyed or yeah i'm starting i got all the colors already and everything like that and i'm i'm the root oh god here's what happens let's see i oh i've also got a uh i've also got a dream catcher that's hanging up uh and i kept i kept remember looking at that and i remember the dream catcher kept growing and shrinking in size and i thought that was really cool but anyway so i, I stood up at the corner of the room kind of the corner of the bed with the with that corner of the room at my back and the door was closed the the door leading out into the hallway that was closed and so so i'm standing here and it, it's i'm about I don't know, maybe maybe four feet from the corner of the room and, you know, kind of close to the corner of the edge of the bed. And as I'm looking forward, the whole room starts to warp into basically like a fishbowl. It becomes super, super, um, like, circular in shape. It becomes... Well, like a fishbowl and I could see like it was very very strange but my peripheral vision had somehow extended out beyond what I could normally see and I could almost see directly behind me as well so it's like I could see the entire room the ceiling the floor the just everything around the bed the you know the girlfriend sitting on the bed and she's just she's just watching me she's enjoying watching me and she's smiling and everything and i'm telling her everything that's happening and as i'm watching it all happen the, this room turning into a fishbowl <laughs> and um so anyways uh let's take a quick break here uh do a quick sponsor and then i'll get right back with you guys just a second So anyway, so the, the room was warping and turning into a giant fishbowl. And I was able to see 
throughout the entire room. And I'm not really sure how I got on the other side of the bed. It's kind of a little bit of a mystery to me. Somehow I found myself on the other side of the bed and I was I was talking with the girlfriend. She's she's laying in bed and she's basically not moving, but she's she's talking to me. And at this point in time I realize I'm back to being my true self, right? So one of the things that happens to me on the mushrooms is I'm no longer limited by, you know, my brain, my soul being separate from my body and everything. My soul just has the ability to think on its own independently of the brain and that for some reason that thing is more um i don't know it's it's just it's able to think better i can think way way more clearly and stronger when i'm for some reason in that state and so for some reason and i i think linearly too so it's not just a this isn't just a uh an illusionary perception where I think that I'm thinking better. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a perception thing. It, no, I'm I'm actually literally thinking better. Like, I'm I'm not going off on tangents. My my brain isn't scattered. I'm not. Uh, I don't have any duality or anything like that or any anything where I'm like arguing with myself. No. Instead, what I'm doing when I'm on the mushrooms and I'm in that state. And like I said, it took me a while to get up to that state if you guys are you know listening to the podcast it it took a while to get to that state but once you're in that state um now it's so uh, it's ah god i'm uh, the words i'm running out of words how to describe it it's just it's so pure like thought is so pure and straight and in a line and so, so think about this. Think about when you, when you argue with yourself. Like, ask yourself a question in your head. Say, like, um, the example is, like, you'd ask yourself, how far away is the sun, you know? And when you answer yourself back, who, who asked the question and who answered, you know? Um, so you have, you know, there's, two, there's something there. There's, there's a you that's talking and then there's a you that's, answering back you know and and maybe it is the same you but it's the the thought is split so instead what happens when you're when you get to that state when you become your true self on the mushrooms or when you enter the spirit realm or however you want to say it when you are it's basically your conscious some people would say your consciousness is free that's what it is um if you want a more scientific term if you want to go a little less religious let's go a little more scientific they'd say your consciousness is now free um, and your consciousness is now elevated so that way it can think in a linear straight pattern without having to ask itself questions so anyway so that's what happens and that's what happened to me here on this trip right about about that time so i'm thinking i'm sitting there i'm thinking and when i'm thinking in that mode i start to think about things like god right and you sit there and you start contemplating like what god is who he is how he works how he operates and you kind of you're thinking and it's funny i don't even think it think of it from like a theological perspective like i'm i i i use a little bit of what i know from the bible but there's a lot of other philosophical just just 
truths that I start to use, you know, it's like, okay, so what does the word omnipotent mean? Or what does the word omnipresent mean? You know, um, what is the word all knowing or, you know, all, all knowing, what does that mean? You know, and so you start using these to formulate your ideas. And since you're on the mushrooms and you can think so freely, you can start to imagine God as way, way bigger than anybody else thinks it. Even, even like fundamental conservative Christians, they don't, even they think that God is somehow this like, I don't know, um, a lot of, well, a lot of people like to say he's, you know, he's an old man up in the clouds, you know, um, floating on the clouds. <laughs> uh, a lot of people like to limit it. And so one of the things I like to do when I'm on the mushrooms is instead of limiting it, I like to expand it. It's like, think about like how big the universe is, you know? Think about how many stars and galaxies there are. And it's like, if, if you look into it in any, you know, I mean, just even minorly look into it, like the Hubble telescope looking into like a black space, you know, in the sky and it zooms way, way in, and it turns out there's hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of galaxies out there, you know? Um, so that's quite incredible to think about. And so when you sit there and you think about how big the universe is, yeah, and then, you know, and then also how small things get, like, you know, I mean, you get down to the atoms in inside like a, a human being, you know? And so you, you looking at the scale, how big the scale is, and it really kind of changes your mind about what God could possibly be, you know. So, anyways, so at this point in time, I'm talking to my girlfriend about these ideas I'm having about God, and slowly, the presence. <laughs> there's a presence that enters the room. It's like. It's not like a normal entity, because we felt I've, I've felt entities on the mushrooms before. And when the entities enter the room, they're usually small in scope or nature, and they usually have one aspect to them or something like that. You know, um, you know, they seem like they're about the size of you, maybe a little bigger. They don't really seem like they don't fill up the room or anything like that. Well, in this case, this presence that entered the room did fill up the whole room <laughs> this presence was huge and it was it was it was powerful but at the same time it was um incredibly peaceful so peaceful and just um like the whole like room was just filled with this this overwhelming amount of peace you know that's the best word i think I don't want to use the word love, and 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 here's one thing. And I, I was talking to some people about this on the on the forums on the Quentin experiment. There, I was talking to them about people misuse the word love. Okay, uh, people think it it means something like making people feel good or something like that. And it's like uh, no true true love has nothing to do with whether or not you you feel good or you don't feel good. True love would be something more along the lines of, um, of, of strengthening somebody by telling them the truth and by getting them to act out and live their lives in a truthful manner. That's, that's like true love or something like that. So anyway, so I don't like to use the word love. 
So when I feel this, this presence that enters the room, the best word to describe it, I would say, is um, it's an ultimate peace that you feel. So anyways, when I feel it, when I felt it enter the room, my girlfriend also felt it enter the room. Um, so it was crazy. I pretty much collapsed on the floor. I was like down on my knees. I was like, my face was like on the floor and everything like that. And I was crying and the girlfriend had gone blank faced. And this is what happened. The, so I went down, I'm laying on the ground and the presence kind of eventually slowly fades away. And so I get up onto the bed to look at the girlfriend to make sure she's okay and everything like that. And she is just blank. There's nothing there at all. Her face is just, her eyes are just staring off in the distance. Her face is not moving at all. She's still breathing and everything. She's definitely still alive. But I, I kind of like wave my hand in front of her face to see if she sees anything. There's no reaction at all. No reaction at all. Her eyes don't dilate or, 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 um, or constrict at all based on the movement of my hands. There's nothing. She's just absolutely just straight out of her body. And I'll let, you, I'll let her tell you <laughs> where she went. But <laughs> needless to say, she was not in the room anymore. So she had a, she had a complete out-of-body experience at that point in time. And um, so she has the out-of-body experience. And <laughs> I was a little worried, to tell you the truth. I was like, I sit there and I said to myself, you know, I was, I was saying her name. I was like, hey, hey, are you, you know, are you there? Are you okay? And everything like that. And, and nothing. And, and I knew she was still alive. Once again, I could see her breathing and everything. And she, you know, she had good color in her face and whatnot. And so I knew she was still alive. But the thing is is I was like, oh shit. And I actually said this out loud. I said, oh shit, I broke her brain. <laughs> That's what I thought I did. I thought I had broken her brain. I thought it was done. I was like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> um, I had a lot of a lot of worry. I was a little concerned for her. And then finally she looked over at me. Um, finally, after like just like a minute, you know, of me trying to get her attention, you know, shaking her shoulder a little bit she looks over at me and her eyes are just like just wide as can be and she's looking at me and she sits there and she said something happened <laughs> and I said damn right something happened <laughs> I sit there and I was like yeah yep something happened <laughs> that's for sure and um so uh man it was also it was it was her mind was then kind of, um, this, this is what happens when, uh, when that presence comes through the room. I'll talk about that more in, in later trips because it starts coming more frequently. But um, when you feel that presence in the room, what happens afterwards is your mind is kind of like being sloshed around. It's like you're, you're caught up in like a wake or something like that. You're your brain kind of bounces to and fro and it kind of goes to extremes. They're not good. Um, they're kind of bad, ex 
extremes because it's just what's ever in your mind it's like your soul's trying to reconnect to your body and it's trying to reconnect to your mind and so just whatever it's coming across first is just what's popping out you know what i mean so you know if you got bad thoughts or bad habits in your mind some of them you know come up a little quicker than others so anyways it was it was a little hard to get her she got up she got out of the bed she walked around we walked into the kitchen you know um we had to kind of like talk about what had happened and everything and slowly we just came down and um and the trip ended so um yeah so that was a very interesting one now see at this point in time the presence i don't know if i was completely convinced that it was that it was god um, it could have been just a really, really strong presence. Um, and so later on, though, I have more trips where the presence comes back. And it's a lot, lot stronger in subsequent, um, subsequent trips. So let's see how long we are into this one. So, okay. So we have time to go into the next one. And I'm just going to continue along here because... Um, like I said, we got to get through all these, you know, so we can get into the next part. So I thought that that trip right there that I just explained, I thought it was a divine trip. I was, I was like, holy crap, this is it. This is what the mushrooms do. They connect you to the third realm and then you can have an encounter with the divine. And so that's what I thought. Now, here comes my mistake. And this is a big, big learning experience right here. So on the very next trip, I had remembered all this, all that had just happened on that last trip. I had remembered all of it. And I thought I was automatically going to get the same experience. I took the same amount. And I took it in the same manner, so to speak, or whatever. Um, we were even back in the room again. What we had, I, had, I was tripping in the room again, and the girl this time she was not tripping with me, but she was just watching me. And I'm laying in bed. I'm getting ready for. I'm, I'm, I take the I take the mushrooms. I'm laying in bed. I'm getting ready for it to start. And I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be so awesome. It's gonna be just like last time. And I close my eyes and I start seeing visuals. And the visuals are there, but they're kind of light. You know, they're there, they're there, but for some reason there's not, there's not any like power to them or anything like that. They seem very like normal. And they didn't seem like they were trying to show me anything specific. It just kind of seemed like I was just high. And that's what I was, is I was I was I was sufficiently high like I could feel it like I was on the mushrooms I even got up and I sit there and I said to the girlfriend it's you know I'm super high but I'm not having a spiritual experience you know the spiritual experience is not here I said what's the difference what was the what was the matter here and I sit there because I had taken five grams and I knew what five grams felt like so I knew I knew that I was high and I knew that the five grams had work and that it was an appropriate dosage, um, you know, and, and that I was that sufficiently high, 
you know, I mean, for, I, I don't know how else to say it, you know, but the, um, but the spiritual experience wasn't there. For some reason, the spiritual experience was lacking. I wasn't feeling the presence of anything. I wasn't feeling, um, like, uh, you know, like there were any entities around. Um, I wasn't feeling any of them, nothing. It was just me, just high on mushrooms. And like I said, this is a very, very valuable, valuable lesson. And I think it had something to do with the fact that I didn't take the experience seriously. I almost think that the one before, the one that I described here at the beginning of this podcast, I, I think that that one might have almost been a fluke or it wasn't for me, it was for the girlfriend. Because she had the out-of-body experience, I didn't, you know. And so maybe the trip came, and it came because of her, and maybe the reasons that she took it seriously or whatever, or the, or the way that she felt about it, you know. And, and, or maybe it was a part of me also in the way I was thinking as well. But the, po- the point is, is there was a there was a difference i had i had a, an incredible divine experience spiritual experience and the next trip nothing i was just simply high and you know i racked my brain around that for a little bit i think i actually took a break between that one and the time that we got to the next one i think i took like a good month break of you know sitting there and thinking I, I actually thought that maybe it was over. Like, maybe I had run my course of the archetypical stuff and that that's all the mushrooms had to show me and then, therefore, from now on, I, I would never see any anything more again. And um, I, I just briefly had that thought. It wasn't a major thought. Um, it was just... Yeah, it was uh, it was very disappointing, to say the least. It was very discouraging. It was it was one of those things where it brought me back down to. It grounded me again, you know. It brought me back down and humbled me, because when I had that divine experience, I don't want to say I had a big head or something, but I did feel some tinge that I was somehow special or something because I had achieved that, you know. And I didn't have the appropriate thinking about it, saying that, you know, that it wasn't, that other, other people can experience this too. You know, I sit there and I, I wasn't thinking in that manner. And I also wasn't thinking in the fact that, oh, I need to be, I need to be spreading this message that, uh, that this is what these things do, you know. And since uh, I wasn't spreading it or anything like that, and I was thinking somehow I was special or something like that, and that other people... I'm not saying I thought these things strongly or something, but it's some of the reasoning I had behind, well, maybe this is why I didn't have a spiritual experience. And so, um, like I said, it was very, very disappointing, and I had to rack my brain for, like I said, almost a month before I could, you know, take the mushrooms again. Um had a nice that was probably the biggest break I'd had in a while on the mushrooms um taking a good at least a month long it might have even been longer than that but uh taking a big long break self-reflection okay trying to remember you know all these 
all these crazy cool ones that we have had. And another part of this is, and we'll get to this a little bit later, I had mentioned there were several trips in between the trips that I've been telling you, I was having other trips, but that I didn't remember a lot of them. That's going to become important later on, on basically the last couple podcasts that we do when going through these archetypical, um, you know, trips. So, so I hope you guys can see where we're all at with all this and you can see where it's all going. Um, so, well, let me just lay it out then again to, to once again confirm how this is all archetypical, right? The first few trips I'm having fun, you know, it's a call to adventure. It's, it's me realizing that, uh, there's, there's something else out there, you know, and then you sit there and then you start entering into that new world. So you have the call to adventure, then you travel to that new world. And that was when I had my little, you know, space journeys, the early ones that were just kind of nice looking around. And then I run into my first major obstacle, which is, you know, the abyss and the, uh, um, the hellish trips, you know, I run into my first obstacles and I, I quickly realized that, you know, this place isn't, you know, isn't just all sunshine and rainbows, but there's, you know, things I have to watch out for. So, and then I learn how to deal with those things and then how to get myself back into a better spot and continue to go up in the tree. And that's, that's when I, uh, you know, had my space trips with the girlfriend and then my sister. Then I start learning how to really use, you know, what I'm doing to create something. And that's where I, I have the loops and then I'm having my loops and I'm trying to trying to learn how to how to do something special here with these um i'm trying to learn what i've got you know where i'm at and 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 get myself in there and so then um and then just now we had our you know our divine encounter followed quickly by you know a a disappointment a a realization that you know these things are here and everything but i have to I have to play the game right. I have to, I have to do things the right way, and I have to have the right mindset and the right location, the right place in order to get to the good stuff. So, anyways, so I hope that all makes sense. I hope that I hope you can see the archetypical themes going through here. They you can call it like the hero's journey or something like that. But um, but it just keeps going, which is the crazy part. <laughs> We only have one, two, three, four. We only have four. Well, then, and then I have five, six. So we only have six left, six major trips left um, for me to go over. And and who knows where it will go from here. I mean, just Jesus criminy. Like I said, from here, I mean, I've already said this many times, but every single one is just more and more extreme and they just they go and they go and they get bigger and 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 the trips get stronger and and um yeah so anyways uh thanks all listening god i'm i'm so happy with how the podcast is turning out with how many people are listening and and people are listening to the episodes all the way through i find that 
absolutely fascinating. I've got like, there's one, there's one, um, one episode I've got that's got a, a good decent amount of views, and I looked at the statistics on it, and every single person that listened to that one watched or listened to it a hundred percent through, and I was just like, what? Like that doesn't make any sense. And um, the majority of them have like fifty percent of people make it all the way through, which is incredible. So anybody that's listening to this right now, just god damn man thank you so much like i can't even believe can't even believe that anybody listened to all this um so anyways um if you guys want to catch me on uh, i'm on that discord on the um the quentin experiment if you guys know quentin the quentin experiment on youtube he he he's a big you know um psychedelic advocate and um he's got a discord channel and i hang out on there um pretty much all day <laughs> So I got a couple of my, I got one of my trip reports up on there, my last one, um, recently. And then also I'm just talking to people, helping people with mycology and whatever else they're doing. So, uh, if you guys want to stop on by, you know, try to find me on there <laughs> and then, um, thanks very much guys. So have a good night.